10% of what you bid, you should be able to save. Well, if you save all that material and all your scrap and you can use that 10%, every 10th house is free material. That's where you realize it in your profitability. This is the one and only, the original podcast where you can find yours and your business's true value. You're listening to Our Value. Brought to you by America's insulation source, IDI Distributors. Do you want to hear from the best contractors, suppliers, and consultants that dedicate themselves to more than just survival in the business world? Industry professionals that are dedicated to excellence in every aspect of their business? Our Value has them all here to share that same motivation and knowledge with you. Tune in and grow a more successful, profitable, educated, and recognized business. Listen to the Our Value podcast to become the industry leader in your market. Find your value with Our Value. Ken Allison with IDI's R-Value Podcast. This week, we are talking with Brian Adamchek of AI Industries, or AI Building Products, out of Fort Myers, Florida. Brian, how's it going today? It's going great. Weather's fantastic. Can't complain. Nice. Yeah, it's great to live in uh, paradise. That's why I'm here. (laughs) I love it. Retirement every day. (laughs) So... Let me ask you something. We were talking on the phone the other day, and you brought up uh, just some different things about hiring. And I wanted to ask you, you know, I know you've been at this since 2018, but in that time, obviously, you worked with some of these guys before then. Um, How many crews do you have right now? Right now, we're running eight crews. We'll run basically up to 12 when we're really rocking and rolling, Um, but Pretty much eight's our go-to. Okay. And then uh, how long have you had, like, your longest-running crew? How long? I know you purchased the business, so how long had the longest-running crew really been involved? Well, Estevan and his sister have been with us since the start, but Ivan, who I worked with when I was with the TCI before IBP brought him out, Ivan was there, and a couple of these guys worked with Ivan there back in 2012, and even a little bit before that. So we've had some guys that have been with us almost 10 years now. Beautiful. count it that way. That's some nice longevity. Now, how many trades do you guys do? Uh, four or five, roughly. We do soffit fascia. That's one. Gutters, insulation, screen enclosures under lanai's, and uh, hurricane shutters. So we prepare for hurricanes and all that, put those up. And okay. uh, we do, do spray foam, but we subcontract that out. Okay. But you're self-installing all of your bats, blow, stuff like that. That's correct. Okay. Now, what about turnover? How often do you really have turnover? That depends. Right now, uh, it's, you know, I call it the gypsy effect. These guys come and go. We've got our core installers that have been with us since the beginning, which is probably six of the eight. And uh, we just got a couple guys that came back. They left for two, three months. They came back. They're back sort of revolving door, and that's why we call it the gypsy effect. Someone will offer them more money, they'll go over there, and they'll realize that uh, it's pretty nice here. So you get poachers. Oh, yeah. It's just a better place to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, why? what's the main reason for coming back? Is it what? What's the difference, you think, in terms of keeping them and getting them to come back? Well, I think it's the work. We, got the, we do have the work. We know that. Um, we put a lot of pride. I mean, we answer our phones. We show up on the jobs. We don't show up. We let them know. 
They call us for the bid. We do it. Most of the time we can be there within two to three days for the competition. Sometimes they'll say they're six weeks out. Um, we were talking to a gentleman today, uh, Steve, one of our builders, told him we were there. Stucco guys were there, and they wanted us to leave. And he said, no, I've been waiting eight weeks. I talked to you. You showed up four days later. And uh, it's just simple logic. They call you, you answer, they leave you a message, you call back, they tell you they're ready, you get to it as soon as possible. But I mean the crews. Why do you think the crews come back in terms of oh, the, we the got, work? We got the work and, and they're pretty much they're pretty much their own boss. You know, they come in, they fill out their paperwork, they get their paperwork for the day. We give them more than enough work, more work than they can do in a day. So they know if they want to have a real good day, they're out installing. We do pay we do pay piecework. So they know what they need to do in a day. So the average installer we have is going to do anywhere from 200 to $250 a labor per guy a day. We'll put out two guy, a two man crew. We'll give them $600 worth of labor. So if they want to make 300 bucks today and the day's right and they're feeling good, they can have that opportunity. So Perfect. We have plenty of work. Now, as far as overtime then and burnout, I know, you know, you've got a lot of guys that like to bite off everything they can. And then next thing you know, they're not showing up. How do you balance the whole amount of workload you give them and try and prevent them from burning out? Experience. I mean, you'll see it. And like I said, when I mean experience, I've been doing this since 92. And you'll know what a guy Talking insulation, the guy's hanging 600 square feet an hour continuously. All of a sudden, you're looking at him, and he's taking, he's only doing 300 feet an hour for that day. He went from 3,200 square foot in a day to 24. You know something's up. You look at the job, see what it is, and we find out it's burnout. What I do, and Ivan does, is we'll back, we'll back up on what we're giving him, give him some easier stuff, help him out. Don't let them work Saturdays. A lot of these guys love to work Saturdays. And, so uh, you try and put the governor on exactly. as soon as you yeah, see you a slowdown to. in the production yeah. rate itself. Yeah. The other thing we'll do is we'll float a little money their way. I mean, they want to make money. He's been doing good. But, you know, a couple of the guys we've said, here, take your wife out to dinner on Saturday. Enjoy it. Just take some time off. You'd also mentioned something that I didn't really think about. You know, there's obviously times that you're going to find things are missing. You get shrinkage. You get side work. You mentioned cultural differences. Talk about that, about how you address things to prevent people from leaving, but yet stop what's creating a problem for you. Well, the good thing is, is I got Ivan. Ivan, I've known Ivan since 2007. We've worked together in prior lives and other companies, and he's got a good network of guys. If we need guys, he can find guys. He can get guys. And I've learned over the years to listen to him. We work really well together, as I said. But he's taught me how to treat these guys. I mean, you and I grew up in our culture. We're yellers and screamers. You don't do that. You sit there, you talk to people. If you need to reprimand them, you need to talk to them about something, you do it behind closed doors. You don't do it in front of other people. You do that, it's sort of the bottom of the totem pole. They go to the bottom, and people sort of shun them, and then they're gone. Yeah, you mentioned that doing that 
to uh, guys, say, that come in from Mexico or Latin America, that that's literally seen in their culture as something very wrong. It's a, just an absolute total disrespect. Even if they have done something very wrong to you, you cannot confront them yeah. in front of people. Exactly. you got to do it behind closed doors because they'll take that as disrespect. And when you lose, you, everyone wants respect and they look for that. They look for that respect. And when you get disrespect, again, as I said, you're at the bottom. And people sort of back off and they don't like that. Makes sense. So who's your best recruiter then? Ivan. Really? Oh, yeah. He's, like I said, when I first came down here in 2012, Ivan was here. We pretty much owned the market. We were like one of the only installers that was doing everything that we're doing. So we trained a lot of these guys. Um, still today, gutters, there's no inspection for gutters. People put gutters on the houses. Soffit and fa- aluminum soffit and fascia was just coming around. And we were, you know, we brought it into the market. We showed people how to install it. We trained these installers. So there was a good group. We ran uh, at IVP, we had 26 crews. So with those 26 crews, you know, they kept on multiplying, coming and going. We put guys at other places. So we got a good network of guys. And we still talk to those guys today. And they'll find out, like, hey, we need guys. We'll, we'll put the word out and we'll find some more installers. Guys that just moved here, just came to this country. And uh, we're willing to train them. And I know a lot of guys really respect him. He's mm-hmm. He's been on a foam rig and a fiberglass rig in Mississippi, Arizona, mm-hmm. Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's been around and obviously been in the business a long time. Uh, you also mentioned something about because your waste factor is very low. You don't have a lot of money that you lose there. How do you keep that down and how are you encouraging them to use it? Well, that's my sticking point. I've, you know, I grew up, my dad, you know, told me how to pick up nails. We put them in a can. We saved them. We used them. Same philosophy I got here. I see a bat. I see a ream of staples. I see a proper vent on a job site. That goes back in my truck, and it's going on the next truck that's going out. And all that adds up. When you're talking about the aluminum, we don't let them, we don't let them leave any trash on site. All the trash comes back here. We see what's coming off the trucks, and if it's usable, it's going back out. If it's scrap, it goes into our scrap pile. We recycle all the aluminum. The bats, the blow, the proper vents, all that stays in that area, and that goes out on the next truck for the next day. And that's where you make your money. If you can, from the insulation standpoint, 10% of what you bid, you should be able to save. Well, if you save all that material and all your scrap, and you can use that 10%, every 10th house is free material. That's where you realize it in your profitability. Yeah, I knew a guy that uh, actually took one of the 55-gallon bags and tucked it into his belt on his pants. Every time he'd cut a bat, he'd put the extra piece yeah. in the bag, yeah. and he'd just keep ter- carrying that forward, and the bag never got full. Yeah. So yep. he was always using his waste. Oh, yeah. And we do that. We put that on the studs and all that. But, again, you can use it for your joy ends. You can use it for packing around your windows and doors. So every piece you save, if it's 30 cents, that's $3 for every bat you save. If it's three cents a square foot, 30 cents a square foot. So you mentioned before that currently you're subbing out all of your spray foam work. 
Correct. So with subs, what what are your best practices on subs? It's tough. I mean, they they get the cash jobs, they get the money jobs, they want to put you second. You got to What we do is we make sure we're in constant communication with them. We pay them as soon as they're done. So they're not, I mean, not immediately, but they turn in the invoice, they got to check within a couple days. So they're not waiting for their money where they might have to bill another builder, they might have to wait 15 days, 30 days. They're just waiting a few days for us. So we tend to get some better subs that way. They tend to do better work for us. But uh, right now with the current situation in the marketplace where people are just looking for material, if you have material, a lot of these homeowners are paying cash. It's, it's like I said, it's tough right now, but we, we're doing okay. So you find that paying them right away really is the biggest key. Oh, yeah, money's still king. Money is king. Perfect. Well, obviously, money's king in your recruiting. Money's king with your crews. Yeah. Um, you know, it seems to me like your guys really like you, and they they definitely want to stay around. So good for you, and and thank you for sharing that stuff yeah. with us. Yeah. yeah, we appreciate everything you guys do for us, too. Well, thanks so much. Well, you have a great day, and may 2021 be a much better year. I hope so.